Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter, and you're listening to a new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Savage. Hello, Holly. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm, you know, getting over the book launch last night. Yes, second um, book launch, final book launch. You're not doing another one, are you? Not at the moment, no. So, not that I know of, let's put it that way. So, no, it was very lovely. Lovely to meet people who supported us. Very lovely. It was also lovely, actually, to see people that I hadn't seen in, you know, two years Mm. almost because of COVID. Yeah. So, that was really lovely. It felt... Um, you know like normality is returning a bit which is great which was really really lovely yeah so maybe a glass or a glass maybe one glass two glasses of wine too much I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say you only had one glass I was one or two glasses (laughs) you definitely didn't (laughs) I was on lemonade was an I homemade lemonade it's very lovely good so should we carry on with the podcast yeah let's pretend we're being professional I I am. Anyway, <laughs> this week you had the idea uh, to talk about fear. Yeah. Any to be honest, not just fear. It's those kind of big emotions that we that we don't like the feeling of, but we seem to just put it into this large big bubble of a name, fear or anxiety or stress. Stress is one as well. We say I'm stressed or we say I'm fearful or I'm anxious and and then we've already got ourselves within that bubble and it's it's as if we don't even actually think about it we're just there within that yeah and um yeah I think it's a really good idea today to actually break that down and it might support people that do quite readily go into fear or stress or anxiety. I think it's also quite important to talk about these big emotions because they impact our life. We allow these emotions sometimes to rule our lives and we find it very difficult to avoid that happening. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also, it'd be interesting to talk to you about any tips you have for stopping that, you know, that kind of train of thought and Mm -hmm. letting yourself be overcome with you know fear or anxiety or whatever it may be I think what we've got to remember though and I know we've said it in so many um, episodes but this is I really want I really want you to to really get this is that momentum is everywhere yeah so it's that big emotion why because we've built momentum on that feeling and as we build momentum it can only get bigger yeah and if you're saying about tips we need to slow the momentum down and by speaking about this today, I'm hoping we can slow momentum down. And by momentum so, building, hmm. just to clarify what that means, mm-hmm. how is momentum normally built? Is it is it built in talk, talking about it a lot or feeling it, speaking about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about it in your head? Allowing it to percolate. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Focus, any mm. focus at all. That's how we build momentum. So we've got to kind of stop that. Um, but what, what we're going to talk about today, I'm hoping that it will enable that to happen. You know, When you were younger, hmm. do you think you lived a life that was more led by fear and anxiety? And has that got better as you've got older? Or do you think you've always been quite good at blocking that out and not letting that be the reason for your actions? God, you know what? That's always you always ask me these questions, don't you? That's what I'm here for, Savage. The, <laughs> that's the value I bring to this um, podcast. <laughs> then makes me really think because when you're saying when I was young, you know, we know that was only ten years ago, but I still have to remember back. Of course, yes. And because um, I'm a, actually five, and that's a bit of a toughie. <laughs> um, 
No, I don't, you know, but I think with most people up until the age of five, maybe until seven, you're not ruled by fear. Unless, mm. God forbid, you have had a trauma. Yeah. Then your neural pathway is going to be impacted, isn't it? Yeah. But um, roughly, definitely up until the age of five, and as I say, you might get a bit longer. No, you're not ruled by fear. Um, there is no fear. You're you're of a much higher vibration. You're more connected to the actual joy that you're here for. Um, it's, it's our... Um, it's what happens in our lives that, that starts that whole momentum of fear or anxiety or whatever. So was I fearful and anxious on a general level? No. Okay. Um, not on a general level. No. I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. There were um, things I did that took me way out of my comfort zone mm. that were <gasps> moments. Um, but on, on a general day-to-day basis, was there fear and anxiety? No. No. Did that change as you got older? I think certain circumstances. um, I'm not sure fear would have been anxious probably about certain outcomes of certain circumstances. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I definitely did that. Were you able to Um, like recognize that that was your, you know, top emotion at the time? Or were you kind of just, yeah, living it? No, it was unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, it was unconscious. I didn't know what I know now. Mm. It was unconscious. I, I was living like we do mm. you know unconscious but just knowing just that i felt it. that way mm. and i'll get on with it yeah. yeah and you know it's not going to be like that forever and i'll get through it and you know the trouble with that though is we do do that and it's good that we're resilient don't get me wrong mm. but we then build a pattern of that kind of anxiety or that kind of stress as a reaction to it as a response to another situation and another situation it becomes a pattern yeah and i'm um, not just that if we're not conscious of it, we hold the energy of it. So, you know, we don't allow the energy, we don't feel it to allow the energy of it to release. So we stagnate with that energy. And then, yeah, unfortunately, we can develop an illness or something Mm. like that, that we really don't want to be doing. I think you're also, though, sacrificing your short you know, when people are resilient and you say, okay, I'll just get on with it. I'll put up with it. It will end eventually. You're sacrificing your short-term happiness for a long-term goal or happiness that you don't even know you're going to reach. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, an example for me of this is when I quit my full-time job back at the end of Feb, early March, I, I, I had the mentality before of I'll just stick with it. You know, it's fine. Everyone goes through these phases at work. It's fine. You know, just crack on and, you know, it'll be worth it in the end or the money's worth it or whatever. The experience is worth it. And then it was just like, no, actually, I'm sacrificing the present, which is the only thing we've really got for a future that hopefully I have, but I may not even have, you know, and how I would kick myself if I didn't end up having that future and I'd wasted you know, these days, weeks, months, however long it it would have been being unhappy, Mm. you know? And that's why fortunately I was in the position to take that leap of faith. I really get that not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, I just, I don't think it's worth it if you can avoid it, Mm. letting those emotions ruin your present Mm-hmm. because it's literally all you have mm-hmm. and no, it taints your future as well you yeah well, of course because we create our future in our present moment exactly but it's interesting you know that you just said what you just said about you know um you knew what it felt like so you decided to take action but i remember when you took that decision 
And you had allowed yourself to really get to the point. Oh, definitely. Of way too uh, far. Whatever you want to call it, like real yeah. anxiety yeah. Or, or real stress or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't it be great if we just recognized the thought and acted on that thought? Yeah, but it's because I was fearful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, isn't it there interesting? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I was thinking about, you know, although that's what my gut was telling me and that's what my instinct yeah. was telling me. And so when I did make the decision, I felt huge relief. And you've always told me that, you know, relief is an indicator of a, de- of a correct decision, a decision well made because yeah. you're aligned with, with yourself. But before I made the decision, even though I knew it was the right thing to do, I was thinking of all the things holding me back from that decision and all the things that could go wrong and um, I was very much allowing myself to be taken over by fear and worry. Mm-hmm. I think I've always been a bit of a worrier. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's nice to me. And um, that definitely came out in, mm-hmm. in, in situations like that, you know, the high stress situations. Yeah. Um, but I had allowed momentum to build. Yeah. And I think it had... It, it got so far that it took something drastic to stop it. Yeah. And that's the shame of it. Yeah. Um, for, for most people, you know, life changes when something bad is kicked off. Yeah. And that's obviously the point of why we're doing living a hell yes, you know, because mm-hmm. we want to live a hell yes. And we want to help other people to live a hell yes, not get to a hell yes because of a hell no. Yeah. You know, let the hell no be an indicator of what the hell yes would be, but let's not live the hell no. Um, and then only decide, let's live a hell yes. That, that's the pattern that we need to break, you know. And that's why when we were talking about this particular um, episode, you know, what I would love, seriously, like when you were doing that, when you had that feeling, you know, and that you just called it fear, mm. you know, you called it fear, you know, that big name, yep. that big label, um, which what is that anyway? It's... Do you know what I mean? But it's that big label of fear. What would really be helpful is in that moment, if you had done that split second awareness of what was the thought I was thinking before I felt the fear? Mm. Because people seem to believe that we feel the stress or we feel the anxiety or we feel the fear just because. Yeah. Other than, as I say, if you're going to do something that's taking you way out of your comfort zone, like if you're going to walk a tightrope across two two high-rise buildings, then, yeah, of course, you're going to feel the fear and you know why you're feeling the fear. Yeah. But unless you're going to do something like that, you can just get into that thing of, oh, God, no, I feel fearful. It's so like, no, you, you just jump straight back into it without even being aware of what is the thought you're thinking that's bringing that feeling of anxiety or bringing that feeling of fear and that thought you're thinking, is it true? Yeah. Question it. Is it true and is it honestly valid? Really? Is it? And, And we don't question it. We jump straight into that big label of fear or that big label of anxiety or that big label of stress. And then because we've already built momentum on it, we're back in it. Is yeah, a version of that is that you know, the when I made that decision to leave that job, the conversation that we had, 
you said to me, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And it was only then when we actually went through the circumstances that could then happen as a result of me doing that. Yeah. And we figured out, okay, actually I would be okay if X, Y, and Z happened yeah. that I allowed myself to be comfortable with the yeah. idea of leaving. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. There's this thing that a guy called Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. you know, and I know yeah. not personally, <laughs> we just know his work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's done loads of books and he has a podcast and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. The four and, hour week. Yeah, yeah. The four hour work week and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's actually done, he talks about an exercise that he does, which is called fear setting, mm-hmm. where he basically writes down 10 to 20 entries of everything he's fearful of. Mm-hmm. And he does it every month or every quarter. Mm-hmm. And he basically defines them. Then actually, you know, says, sorry, excuse me, how do I prevent them from happening and then repair them? So if the worst happens, how can I fix it? Mm-hmm. And at first, when I read that he did this, I was like, hmm that seems like quite a negative thing to do. Like you're focusing on all the things that could go wrong, but actually I think there's real power in doing that Mm -hmm. because we did a version of that Mm -hmm. when I was making that decision and it brought me a lot of comfort to know that if the worst does happen, I can prevent it like this Mm -hmm. or I can fix it like this, or even if it does happen, I'll Mm -hmm. be fine, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it just puts things in perspective. And I think actually sometimes we run away from our fears rather than facing them head on. Mm -hmm. And even though for that, few minutes or whatever it is that time feels quite maybe negative or disheartening Mm -hmm. because you are focusing on all the things you're scared of eventually you're in a much better place yeah because you've tackled them and I think also imagination of imagining the worst that can happen is always worse than what actually does happen you know we allow ourselves to catastrophize and you know think of all the possible worst things and so actually going through them and realizing that majority of them aren't realistic or are solvable or preventable I think there's real power in doing that definitely and and you saying about that with Tim Ferriss doing that I get what you're saying as in that could appear to be negative but it's the intention behind it that brings it into the positive into the Mm. empowering because it's okay so I'm what I'm actually looking for is a solution I'm actually looking to know if this is valid I'm really is this feeling valid um and then you can actually know no it's not actually no it's not valid now what tends to happen okay this vision has just come through for me here mm-hmm. what it's like is um so let's let's call it fear and i hope this helps helps you Im- imagine it as a big balloon big big balloon and we can put fear you know stick a label of fear on it big big balloon when we do what you have just said or what we did for you or whatever whatever i actually then just had a vision of the air just coming straight out of that balloon and shriveling down into nothing. Yeah. Now, that's honestly what we can do. Pop the balloon. Yeah, or just (laughs) allow the air out of it. Don't give it power. Yeah, but we keep blowing it up. Mm. But if we actually focus on, okay, no, what's the thought behind it, though? And really, that thought, really? Is it that? It might be valid. It might be valid. If it's valid, okay, what is the worst that could happen? What is the worst that could happen? But if not, if it's just an outdated, habitual, neural pathway behavior, well, you know that. Hmm. And how empowering is that? Because then what you do is you do something different instead and you question it and you let the air out of that balloon. Hmm. Really important. You know, I I don't want us to keep believing that this fear and this stress and this anxiety, I'm not saying for everybody at all, but... I don't want us to believe that it is just this big thing right there. Let's question it. 
let's question it so that we can actually take the air out of it. Yeah, and take the power back. Take the power back, you know. That's what happened with a couple of clients this week. Exactly the same thing. Mm. You know, I said to them, no, hang on, what was the thought? Literally, just quickly, don't even think about it. Just tell me right now, quick, 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 kind mm. of thing, under pressure. What was the thought before you felt that? And then it was, oh, God, it was that. And how bad is that? Oh, actually, it isn't that bad at all. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, that's really liberating. Now you know that you don't have to feel that way on that particular subject yeah I also think it's breaking the habit because I think we just get into a cycle where those negative feelings are such the norm that it's like you you forget you're even having them do you know what I mean like I got to the point where I was so anxious before work on a Sunday yeah you know my tummy was dodgy I I couldn't sleep and all of that it's like that's a clear indication that things aren't right or okay or you think you know how they should be <laughs> um but i just put up with that for ages mm-hmm. and i was like yeah this is something that happens on sundays mm-hmm. fine um and it's only then when you break the habit and you realize no actually i can feel really good on sundays mm-hmm. and i can put myself in a different situation mm-hmm. but it does i think sometimes take something quite major to break you out of that yeah. habit yeah and, and that's why i'm saying i'm hoping with this episode let's not make it a big thing yeah we, we don't want those big things. We really don't. We want to feel empowered enough to not give that label more yeah. than what it might be, more than the validity it might have. Mm. You know, because I'm not saying it doesn't have any validity. What I'm saying is let's not inflate it. Yeah. And let's instead question what is it that's allowing this to build? Yeah. And is that really valid or is it not? You know, and most of us are unconsciously incompetent. We don't even know we're doing what we're doing. Mm. It is, as you say, just a well, well practiced neural pathway behavior. And we don't even know we haven't, the, the whole point of these episodes is to bring everything up into the awareness because then we can shift it. Did you just call me incompetent, ma'am? Unconsciously <laughs> incompetent. I don't think the unconsciously yeah. bit makes it any better to yeah. be honest. That's only part of the learning ladder. But um, but yeah, let's bring it into our awareness. When we're unconscious, how can we shift or change anything? And we just go straight back into that big habit. Let's blow up that fear balloon. Let's blow up that anxiety balloon. When, when clients do come to you and they're anxious or fearful of something, apart from saying, you know, what's that thought? Like you just mentioned you do. What, what else do you kind of go through with them to break, break those feelings down into something more manageable? It's oh, seriously, I, I'm repeating myself now, but what's new? Um, it's yeah, <laughs> true. It's yeah, true. That. It's always conscious awareness. So I'll always question them and bring it up to the awareness. And then it's only when they've got it and it's a bit like a light bulb moment. Oh my God. Yeah. I was thinking that mm. then you can say, and is it true? Is it true? Like limiting beliefs, you know, people say yeah. limiting beliefs and all that kind of stuff. Well, is that thought true? I mean, is it, is it really true or is it just a thought you keep thinking? Yeah. Because it's very likely to be a thought that you keep thinking. So is it actually true? Because whenever we're making something bigger, it's because we're giving it validity. Mm. And question that. Question that. Why are you giving it validity? Does it deserve validity? Probably yeah. not most of the time. So it's for me, when I'm working with clients, it's always... So what you want to do... You've got to slow the momentum down firstly on this big balloon you're building. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was saying to a client earlier on in the week, 
you know, if you were, say you were reversing very fast in a car, which is something I can do quite easily, but when, as you know, but um, so when you're reversing very fast in Mom, a car. Mum, you drive like James Bond, don't you? Um, no, let's not go down that road. But go down that road, pardon the pun. But when you're, um, when you're reversing very, very fast, it's very unlikely you're going to be able to shift it into first gear and head off mm. at the speed of first gear. You've got to slow the moment, got to slow the speed down in reverse before you can even move anywhere else. And it's the same with what you're feeling. You've got to slow the momentum down. And it's by having an awareness of the validity of it that you can actually start slowing down mm. the momentum on that thought by start questioning it. Is it true? Is it true? Is it true? And when you know it's not, going into first gear, this would be what can you think instead? Not an A to Z, but something a lot more in line with the truth of it. So I've got a question for you. Oh, gosh, not another uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> I always get scared of these questions. Yeah, okay. Um, so you say to me, uh, oh, if I'm thinking something, you know, negative, or if I'm stuck in a in a negative headspace, mm-hmm. one of the things that you suggest I do is distract, distract, distract. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think a better thought. Yeah. Do something that makes me feel good and focus on that instead. Yeah. But we've also just mentioned the positives of fear setting like Tim Ferriss does Mm -hmm. and questioning your fears and Mm -hmm. actually breaking them down and kind of delving into them. Mm -hmm. At what point should you be distracting and at what point should you be delving into them? Because they seem kind of at odds with each other. (laughs) No Uh, pressure. Yeah, you love (laughs) this. This is your job. (laughs) It's not mine. No pressure at all. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is is the thing, isn't it? This is the thing. And you know that I've got a big, big, thing about this is what we don't want to be doing is building on anything that's negative yeah yeah and delving and and I I know there are um you know people out there who do wonderful jobs by delving and I get that and and I'm not kidding thank them for it you know but energetically wise if you delve too much you're building on it you're focusing on it and you're building on it okay the key is if you are going to be curious about your thought that's mm. causing that fear, that's the word I would use, curious, yeah? Curious is a light vibrational energy. You're just curious. If you're going to be curious about it, go into it with the intention of having a solution, yeah? Not, this is where it all goes a bit wrong, is when you're going into those thoughts mm. and you do start delving and then you stay stuck in them, stuck in Fixated them. Fixated on them. It's yeah. not, no, no, that is what's going to build mm. momentum. That is what's going to build momentum. So it's the intention behind the actual, let me just be curious. What is the thought? Let me just be curious. Curiosity is lovely. It's a lovely light vibration, but curious about it with the intention of a solution to let go, Mm -hmm. a solution to let go, always a solution to let go. You want 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 to let go. Do you want to let go? (laughs) Yeah, I want to let go. I'm watching Frozen right now. (laughs) I want to let go. (laughs) So let it go. No, mum, there's, there's, I'm so sorry to anyone that's just had to hear that. Let it go. No, you haven't sung on the podcast yet and please don't sing on it ever again. Um, Moving swiftly on. So you're curious about that fear or that thought 
And then once you've kind of, you know, answered those questions about it and kind of satisfied that curiosity, yeah. then is the idea that you move on from it. And if you continue to have those thoughts, you distract, distract, distract. Yeah. Okay. So if, well, ask yourself so don't stay in that, that space. when you know what, it, what the thought is, ask yourself, first of all, is it valid? Yep. Okay. Is there validity or is there not? In other words, yeah, maybe there once was because it was a past experience, yeah. but that no longer is relevant. So that was past. Remember, we don't have the past. We don't have the future. We've only got the present. So let that go. Mm. That's not valid then in your, in your present moment. So then commit to letting that go. And then, yeah, then after, if it pops up, if it pops up and you get that familiar mm. feeling of fear when you, think that thought that you've unconsciously thought about but it's triggered that feeling then you distract because you know it's not valid. because you know it's not valid yeah distract and focus on something else that feels good i always say appreciate 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 a wonderful a wonderful way to distract is to appreciate and you always have something around you even one thing that you can appreciate you really can if you look for it you can and then stay focused on that stay focused on that Start building a new response. Start building a new response. Why are you repeating everything you're saying? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know. You just repeated appreciate five times, and now you're oh, because your I, I because twice. because I really want to get it. I want to give it emphasis. Appreciation is a wonderful thing to do. Okay, I'm saying that once. Yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think, yeah, I think that's really useful. I think it's a really um, good way of tackling fear and anxiety. Don't get me wrong. I think it's easier said than done. For sure. I really do because it is breaking a habit. And it's also For sure. facing your fears head on is scary. It feels scary. For sure. And sometimes it does feel easier to just put up with whatever you're putting up with at the time and not having to deal with the actual situation that you're facing. Do you know what I mean? And, no. and going into it. I, so I really get that. It, but it is tricky. I really, but it's really worth get that. But our podcast is about supporting people to live a hell yes. And, and I really, really get it. I really, really get it. Um, but man, you know, we're a long time off this planet we're only here for a really short time and if we don't if, if well we can we can choose to yeah live in our comfort zone we can choose to feel anxiety or stress or worry or fear most of the time oh man when you when you're about to peg it you're going to look back thinking what was that about yeah and obviously there are disorders where of people, course you know, i'm not talking about it's not that. choosing yeah it's I'm not, not a choice i'm not talking about just that. to yeah just yeah. to clarify but I'm, I'm talking about when we allow thoughts to build momentum, mm. to build a spiral, and then we put it in that big balloon that says fear. Yeah. And then we wear it. We carry that balloon as if it's our balloon. It feels a lot heavier than a balloon, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. But let's take the air out of the balloon. That's what I'm saying. Of course, not for people that, mm. um, yeah, that want and need proper support, proper mm. help. Absolutely. Absolutely. My goodness me. But not when it's a day-to-day thing of... We, we, we're just in the habit yeah. of allowing ourselves to feel that way and not even knowing why we feel that way. Or even if we do know it, I'll tell you what, we'll keep feeling that way. Yeah, we'll keep feeling that way um, because I, it's easier. I think the first step is just being conscious of it. And I think Always. that's a really good step to take. Yeah. Um, yeah. We want to become consciously incompetent, consciously competent. <laughs> that's what we want. Not I don't know if I'd rather be consciously or unconsciously <laughs> incompetent. To be honest, I'd rather just be competent. Yeah. But I'll take what I can, what yeah. I can get. Um, but yeah, no, this has actually been really useful. I might try the fear setting exercise Good. because I've always had a block about it because I didn't want to stay in the 
you know, mm-hmm. so-called negative, but mm-hmm. I think it's actually, you know, a really powerful thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and remember, it's not about staying in the negative. You don't yeah. go into it with that intention at all. Yeah. You, you're just curious and then you have an absolute intention of what could I be thinking instead or, or what could, how could I distract or it, once you know that it has no validity. Yeah, it's flipping if, it on its head. Yeah, and if it does have head. validity, okay, just acknowledge it. Yeah. Ask yourself though, really, is it that 10 out of 10 fearful thought or is it a 2 out of 10? Because mm. most times it's not that 10 out of 10 unless, as we say, you know, something, going on something is yeah. really going on, yeah. Then that's a different ball game, mm. Yeah. And, and and what surprises me, Hull, is the fact that you've just said, this was really useful in like a really shocked tone of voice. <laughs> I'm hoping that we're on what, always episode useful. 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm, finally useful uh, for me. No, um, no, you're always useful. Oh, oh, I'm very nice, blessed thanks. to have you. Thank That's you. That's my mum. But yeah. I don't want to inflate your ego too much. So oh. we're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Um, and I'm very blessed to have you. Oh, thank you, Savage. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, I think we can end it there. Uh, I think, um, I think that was, I hope that's really helpful. Yeah. No, um, I just said it was. <laughs> Stop questioning, questioning, questioning. Uh, see what I did there yeah you repeated yourself uh, yeah <laughs> right yeah. we're going to stop rambling thank you so much um, to anyone that's listening we really appreciate you tuning in um, we will be back next Wednesday for another episode as always you can find us on Instagram you can join mum's coaching group which is ultimate conscious creating sorry Facebook group not Facebook coaching group. group and I've also started a newsletter I can't remember if I yes. mentioned it last week on the episode but I started a weekly newsletter about things that I would recommend or I've enjoyed that week um and it's really lovely when people sign up to it mm. and, and give me feedback about it, whether that's, you know, constructive or positive. No, so it's very informative and very uplifting. You've got to say that, though. You are biased. No, I mean oh, okay. it. Thank no, you. I really wouldn't say that. There is <laughs> yeah, no, there is a reason there is why no she's called Sandra. Yeah, there um, is no got to. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much, everyone. And, and have a great and, week. And But I just want to say it's my favorite bit of the podcast now. What's the favorite bit of the podcast? The music. Oh, my gosh, ma'am. I think you've lost your head in this episode. (laughs) Um, Have a great week living. (laughs) Uh, Hell yes. Here's the music that mum loves. (laughs) 